Have you stopped to think about what worldview motivates you? Is it a secular, religious, Christian, or some other philosophy of life? Hi, I'm Rex Rogers, and this is episode number 97 of Discerning What is Best, a podcast applying unchanging biblical principles in a rapidly changing world and a Christian worldview to current issues in everyday life. I was privileged to grow up in what we call a Christian home, in the best sense of the term. It means my parents were believers, serious about their Christian faith, introduced me to the Word of God and salvation by faith in Christ, took me to church every time the doors were open, and invested in my spiritual upbringing. At church, in Sunday school, summer daily vacation Bible school, youth groups, and of course the services, and I learned biblical stories and memorized verses. So no question I was hugely blessed with what might be called a Christian upbringing including, most importantly, me making a personal commitment to faith in Christ when I was six years old, and later making the decision to be baptized. In other words, I owned the Christian faith as my own. I learned that one should rightly divide the word of truth, or as other Bible versions say, correctly handle the word of God. I wasn't really encouraged to stop at memorizing verses, though a lot of churches did this, intentionally or otherwise, and thus people learn to do what we called proof texting. The idea that you learn a verse for a given topic, and that's it. You don't learn much else about the Word or God's purposes, and sometimes you end up not being able to handle the more complex issues that now face us in our culture. Os Guinness called it being unprepared with a Sunday school-level faith for a university-level society. Back in my other life as a university president, I used to talk about Christian college students who would show up on campus, good kids who knew the Lord, kids who could quote verses and tell Bible stories, but many of whom could not tell you what Daniel and the lion's den, for example, meant for them today. In other words, they knew biblical data, content, but they did not really understand how to apply it. They did not understand theology. I called this lack of ability to go from content to application the Christian missing link. One of the reasons some of these students arrived with a lot of Bible knowledge, but little ability to think critically and apply it in the world around them, or even in their personal lives, is that their theologically conservative churches had offered them a form of pietism and little more. Pietism, especially when coupled with what's been called fundamentalism, emphasized the personal spiritual life over and above or separate from any real concern for the public expression of the Christian faith and living in the culture in which we live. In other words, in the vocabulary of John 17, pietistic, fundamentalist churches and adherents did a good job of being not of the world, but they tended to forget the other prepositional phrases in that chapter, being in the world or the command to go into the world. By the same token, theologically liberal churches and adherents have historically done a fair job of being in the world while seeming to forget what it means to be not of the world. I was exposed to some of this in a solid, Bible-believing, good, fundamentalist church as a kid, where we learned don't smoke and chew or go with girls who do. We learned a lot of biblical teaching, but did not always learn why or how to connect it with other teachings in Scripture, or how to apply it. I'm not biting the hand that fed me. I learned well in this home church and owe it a great deal spiritually. 
I'm just being honest about what I did not learn as well. When I got to Christian college, I heard the terms Christian theistic world life view, as we called it then, what later became better known as Christian worldview or a biblical worldview. A worldview is a way of looking at our place in this world. Simply put, it is a philosophy of life. Whether they realize it or whether they can identify it, everyone possesses a worldview. Our worldview is the foundation and guide for every decision we make. Our worldview helps us answer life's existential questions. Who is God? What is truth and moral absolutes? Who is man and what is human nature? What is man's purpose? What is good and evil? What is sin and morality? What is time and history? What happens when we die? Is God there and does he care? Does he know me? How can I be loved, forgiven, redeemed? What hope can I have? Not everyone, in fact, most people, can even name their worldview. And most people do not think consistently in alignment with every precept of a given worldview, including Christians. A Christian worldview is simply a Christian philosophy of life. Theologically, it involves creation, the fall, redemption, and restoration. What we need to do what we are commanded by God to do, what Scripture in John 17 meant when it said we are to be in the world but not of the world and go into the world, is develop and live out a consistent God-honoring Christian philosophy of life. We are to learn to think Christianly. Oskinus once said, thinking Christianly is thinking by Christians about anything and everything in a consistently Christian way, in a manner that is shaped, directed, and restrained by the truth of God's Word and God's Spirit. Christians are to walk as Jesus did. In 1 John 2.6, John said, Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. Or as the late Dr. Francis A. Schaeffer put it, we need to answer the biblical question from Ezekiel, how shall we then live? Now, how do we answer that question? Well, as Christians, we go to the Word of God. Because all Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. We seek to integrate our faith and life by drawing on the principles of Scripture in order to proclaim the Lordship of Christ in all of life. In 1 Corinthians 10.31, it says, So whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. We must work to understand biblical teaching and theology so that we can discern. That's the point of this podcast, discerning what is best, as drawn from Philippians 1.9 and 10. And we work to understand biblical teaching and theology so that we can avoid error as we're commanded in Colossians 2.8. If we do not know the truth, we cannot speak the truth. Therefore, Bible study, knowledge is imperative, especially in a post-Christian culture. See to it, Colossians said, that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. And also in Romans 12, too. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, 
but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. We must speak because not to speak yields to the devil by default. And when we speak, i.e. define truth, we recognize that we will inevitably alienate. Culture no longer aligns with or reinforces Christian life. The movement to stop quote-unquote unacceptable views is now worldwide and popular. We remember that Jesus never withdrew from sinners, but neither did he ever stop proclaiming the truth. He ate with tax collectors, spoke with prostitutes. Jesus was full of grace and truth. He never compromised truth to avoid alienating people or to attract converts. We believe the window to speak truth is closing. Yet God said, as long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. Let us not be weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. This is a Christian worldview. Well, we'll see you again soon. This podcast is about discerning what is best. If you find this thought-provoking and helpful, follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Download an episode for your friends. And for more Christian commentary, check my website, R-E-X-M as in Martin, that's rexmrogers.com. And remember, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm.